Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Hey, mamas, welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I am super excited for August. August is all about homeschool because so many things are up in the air right now, and we're trying to decide all these different education paths and, 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 and all the things, you know, that's why you're here. You want options. You want to know about homeschool and the education philosophies behind it. You want support resources, all of that. So I am showing up for you doubling down two episodes a week. This week is actually going to be three with this bonus episode. Oh my gosh. I am just thrilled to be able to introduce you to some brilliant leaders in the homeschool world. I have spoken with Julie Bogart of Brave Writer, Pam Barnhill, Planning Queen and Morning Time Guru, Greta Eskridge, author of Adventuring Together, and she has an amazing Instagram, Ma and Pa Modern. I've got Rachel Alsbury, Alicia Miller, Leah Bowden, Christy Clover, Lauren Giordano, Monica Irwin, and myself all showing up for you during the month of August because we want to help. We do. It is just such a trying time, and we want to extend our hearts and our insights in one concise place, you know, in audio through a podcast so that you have more information, resources, perspective, and just support at your fingertips. I hope you enjoy this series. This very first episode in the series is just going to be me because as I was asking all of these questions of my guests, I realized that perhaps some of you don't know my answers to the exact same questions, and I wanted to share them with you in the hopes that they would give you some insight and inspiration and ideas. So I'm going to be answering my own questions on this episode. So I did start off this series and every interview by asking people to tell us a little bit about their homeschool journey. And I kind of wanted to explain my unique homeschool journey because technically I have been homeschooling for over 10 years, but I have three children who are ages six, five, and three right now. Before I had my own kids, I was a personal assistant to an international rock star and him and his family, and they are amazing. And I adore them. And we had incredible adventures together. And part of my job ended up me being on the road with them. And then the children would be pulled out of school so that the family could be together because they're awesome like that. And the kids needed to be educated though, while we were on the road. And it just kind of worked out for me to do the schooling. So I have a bachelor's degree in communication for the child. And I have two master's degrees, one in children's literature and one in creative writing for children. So teaching children, understanding child development, all of that was just kind of up my alley. I turns out I love curriculum. I loved the challenge of it. So they are now old. 
gosh, they're in their late teens now. And then after I was done working for them and had my own children, I knew that I wanted to homeschool them before I was even engaged to my husband, now husband. So I want to tell you a little bit about that. So the first set of kids that weren't mine that I helped homeschool part-time went to a Waldorf school. So then I really had to dive deep into Waldorf philosophies, what a Waldorf education looked like so that they wouldn't, you know, fall behind when we were traveling. So that was very unique because Waldorf is very unique and I really appreciate a lot of their philosophies. I incorporate a lot into my own home and lifestyle and homeschool vibe, but I was responsible for somebody else's children and I really needed to get it right. I mean, you have to get your own kids right, but the the pressure was on. There was a lot of people looking to make sure I got it right as there should be. So I tried out a lot of different curricula. Um, I had teacher support and things like that, but then I also was kind of in this really strange, there aren't very many people homeschooling on a rock tour thing. So it wasn't like I could just meet up with other people and, and feel supported and like they understood the, our situation, but we made the most of it. And it was absolutely incredible. And it was on one of those tours when we were in Europe that I made the decision to homeschool my own children before I even had any, we were standing on the stage of the Coliseum in Rome. And I could not believe we were there. The Waldorf curriculum that we were using at the time just happened to coincide with our time in Rome. So we were studying ancient Rome. We were in Rome and I just couldn't believe how incredible it was that this whole lesson just came to life right before our eyes. And it was so meaningful. And I remember looking down at the kids and looking up at the seats and thinking, yes, this is what education is all about. This is the real deal. This is worth every single moment of doubt and struggle and what ifs and figuring out and all of that for this one moment right here, because their connection And our connection and the whole thing was just so magical in that moment. I knew that I wanted that same kind of experience for my own children. So just to give you a timeline, this was like, I think November of 2012, and I wasn't even engaged yet, but we came back from that trip. My now husband, Chris proposed to me on 12, 12, 12. We got married and had babies like real quick right after that. So this aha moment, um, on the stage of the Coliseum quickly turned into, okay, babies. And we did have a little bit of time then knowing that we wanted to move in that homeschool direction to kind of get our life in order and figure out how we could homeschool and I, I specifically could homeschool and we could work and we, it just, it's a lot, it's a lot, especially living on Maui and whatnot. So I'm glad that we had the idea and the time to kind of set it up for me to be a homeschool parent now. So that's where we are now. And I love it. I actually love being with my kids. I love working It's hard to balance the two sometimes, but it happens. And at the end of the day, every single day I go to bed and think, yes, I'm so glad that I got to be home with my kids and spend this time with them. It just feels like the right path. Although, you know, there's a lot of lessons on that path and that's, that's totally okay. That's the way it's supposed to be, whether you homeschool or just parent, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, we're we feel really good about the fact that we're aligning our actions and our values 
And yeah, homeschool is, is it for us. We, we really enjoy it and our kids are thriving in it. And anytime I start to have doubts creep in, some magical moment will happen. It doesn't have to be on the stage of the Coliseum. Like for example, just today, I gave my kids a prompt from the curriculum that we use and I thought it was kind of a general one. Um, it was, so we were studying Winnie the Pooh for kindergarten curriculum And the prompt was something like, you know, what's your favorite stuffed animal? Or did you have a favorite stuffed animal as a kid? And what made it special to you and all of that? And I did not know the answers that my kids gave. They they blew me out of the water with their whys. And I felt like I gained so much information and insight into them as people from that one sort of, you know, from an out outside perspective, it'd be really easy to brush that that one off and just skip over that page. But I'm so glad that we dove into it because I got to know their hearts a little bit better. And in the process, I actually shared a story of my favorite stuffed animal when I was a kid and how it got called, if you will, during one of the great stuffy purges of my mom's. And she was like, do you really want this? And I did. I really wanted it in my heart of hearts, but I felt like I was too old. And anyway, part of the prompt was we had to draw a picture of it. So I drew a picture of this little stuffed yellow elephant for my girls. And um, then they got to know a little bit of my heart too. And they were like outraged for me that I don't have my favorite stuffy anymore. (laughs) And I think that we just have an understanding now that when the stuffy purges happen around here, I think I'm going to put a little more emphasis on like, Hey, which ones do you guys really want? And I'm going to make sure that I don't throw away the stuffies that they listed today. So we have a great time and it's in those moments where we go a little bit deeper, um, based on the homeschool lessons that it just reaffirms for me that we are making the right choice. So that's kind of how I ended up where we are now in our homeschool journey and homeschooling my kids and then someone else's kids part-time. Yeah, it's been a wild journey, but I wouldn't trade um, either of those chapters for anything. I've also been asking my guests about the resources that they offer, and I wanted to share the resources that I have prepared for you too. This podcast, this homeschool series is absolutely part of that support that I want to offer you. Every episode here in the August series will have its own show notes um, with tons of links and resources for you. I mean, every single conversation I had, I was like blown away at the mentions that they made. I knew that there was so many amazing resources out there, but they really just went over the top with all the insights that they give you. It's a lot to remember though. So I'm putting it all in the show notes for you. And you can also go to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash homeschool to see very homeschool specific information over there too. I also have a blog called Yaya Mamas, Y-A-Y-A-M-A-M-A-S.com. If you go to yayamamas.com forward slash homeschool, there's a little bit about the beginning of our education journey over there too. I show up on Instagram for you at Lori Beth Aldridge over there. I've been doing homeschool tip of the days in my Instagram stories and also on my feed. I'll be sharing giveaways over there and discount codes. I try to get as many discount codes for my listeners and followers as I can, because I know that every extra little bit helps. I'm also doing things like linking to my favorite homeschool accounts, tagging a bunch of those so that you can be inspired over on Instagram too. 
I also offer an online course for parents. I used to teach in-person workshops here on the island, but I kept getting so many requests from parents from other islands or different areas that the time didn't work out to FaceTime in or Skype in so that they could be a part of the homeschool information. So I decided to turn it into an online course. So it's three hours long. It's a video of me talking for three hours that you can pause at any point. And it also comes with a downloadable PDF that lists all the information and resources from that three hour video and questions for you to answer for yourself, because it really is tailored to you. It's a lot of general information about curriculum and socialization and state laws and how to get started and how to teach your kids and, and how to, what do you do when there's siblings around and things like that. So just really finding the balance and the information that you need to ask insightful questions and other homeschool groups. You know, I go over homeschool styles and over 10 years worth of information that I had to fumble through and learn from with lots of trial and error. I have condensed into three hours for you that you can watch at your convenience anytime. Like I said, start and stop it whenever you want, but that information is all in one place. And I've had tons of great feedback from that course too. I actually started a Facebook support group for anyone who did the course. And I noticed that no one was really joining that Facebook support group at the end. And I thought, oh my gosh, did I do something wrong? Like what is happening here? So I started asking people, I'm like, you know, did you want to join the Facebook group? And they're like, no, thanks. We're good. We have all the information that we need. Like we don't have any other questions. I'm like, okay, well, let me know if you have any questions. And I think I've gotten maybe one or two very, very specific questions from a couple of families, but they're like, nope, you gave us all the information we need. We feel good now. Um, we're fine. Thanks. And they're homeschooling with confidence. And that is exactly what I wanted to do with that course. I wanted it to be just oversharing, but not to the point of being overwhelming. I want you to get started with all the information. So I didn't hold anything back. And I addressed a lot of the most common questions that were asked by homeschool parents in the homeschool workshop and bust through some myths um, about modern homeschool and then also provide you with a ton of resources too. So there's more information about that course called Homeschool Explained at both homeschoolexplained.com, which takes you directly to the course so you can sign up there, or you can go to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash homeschool. There's reviews over there and a little bit more information before you click through and sign up for the course. So I hope you do. Right now it is 50% off through the month of August because I really want to help people but I really want to help my listeners too. So I am offering out to you all specifically my listeners here at the podcast, a second discount. So if you go to sign up for the course, which is 50% off right now, you can also use the code Lori Beth 50 L O R I B E T H five zero for 50% off whatever the current price is. So right now it is 50% off and you can get 50% off of that 50% off price. So you basically get this entire course for 20 bucks. It's 
a killer deal. And I want it to be as a super thank you to all of my listeners who have been showing up and supporting me and each other for all of these episodes. So if you are listening to this outside of the month of August, that code still applies. So Lori Beth 50 will be a discount code for my listeners specifically, and you'll get 50% off whatever the current price is of homeschool explained for life. I hope that helps. I'm also trying to get discount codes to other curricula or resources or courses or information for you as much as I can. And I will be posting those on elevatingmotherhood.com and also um, blasting those on my Instagram too and sharing those as much as I can. And there's also going to be some stellar giveaways over on Instagram. I'm telling you, Instagram is where the homeschoolers are, which is, it's a thing of beauty over there and so inspiring. Um, the homeschool circles and the support groups and moms who are putting a lot of information and resources and really demystifying homeschool for those of us who are in it and those of us who are just getting started too. So I'm teaming up with some of them and doing some giveaways. So you're going to want to go check that out over at Lori Beth Aldridge on Instagram. Okay. You know, my journey, you know, my resources that I offer and the ways that I show up for other homeschool families. And then in these interviews, I've been asking five quick questions of most of my guests. The first question is almost laughable if you've been in homeschool for a while and they're like entirely separate episodes. So I'm like, I'm just going to ask you a quick question. And all the homeschool moms were like, are you kidding? Like, Talking about curriculum is not a quick, a quick thing at all. But I, I said quick to try to get us to summarize our curriculum experience as much as we can. So the first question I was asking everyone was, what do you do or have you done or used for curriculum? So I will start off with the first set of kids um, that I was working with because they were in a Waldorf brick and mortar school for part of the time. I specifically looked for Waldorf curricula to help support them when they were outside of the school grounds. So I tried um, Christophorus, which I think I started that in like fifth grade. And I don't think we were traveling very much then. So I didn't really get the chance to dive deep into that particular curriculum I remember it being an interesting transition from the earlier years into that fifth grade mark. There seems to be a different kind of leap there. And I felt like it was an interesting approach to that age group. It kind of signaled to me that we were entering into that middle school time and that things were shifting. So it was interesting. I didn't really pick it up again after that one year. But then I dove into Oak Meadow and Oak Meadow was a lifesaver for me. It was so useful. They have this wonderful book called The Heart of Homeschool or The Heart of Learning. It's, I think it's called The Heart of Learning. And it got to it. It explained about connection and explained about what it means to teach your children at home. It is Waldorf based, but coming from public school myself and a public school education, I liked the organization of it. It made sense to me. The topics they cover made sense. 
from a public brick and mortar school standpoint, I felt like it really matched up. So I know that a lot of parents are looking for curriculum that is going to align with what their children are learning in school. I've veered away from that a little bit more as I get more into the heart of homeschooling and what it is I want for my children and what I believe education to be. But all the same, Oak Meadow felt very supportive. It introduced me to new ideas and stretched me and gave me very clear instructions on how to teach the children and what to teach them and in what order. And there was, like I said, tons of Waldorf sprinkled in, but then also things like reading Little House on the Prairie, which I don't necessarily think a more traditional Waldorf approach would take. So it felt like a marriage between something I knew and something that I did not know, but was really inspired by. So Oak Meadow is a super, super, super solid curriculum. I have, oh gosh, first grade, second grade, third grade, maybe even fourth grade. I'll have to look, but I have quite a few of them and I loved every single one. It was just charming. And I actually have the most current version of their first grade. And I will be pulling from that to add to our main curriculum that we're choosing. So I technically what some people refer to as like stat curriculum, but that doesn't mean that I am literally doing every lesson every single week, like double or triple or quadruple curricula. That's, that's not what I'm doing. Instead, I'll pull some like math from Oak Meadow, but then I also really appreciate some of like the form drawing stuff. Um, and I, I want to do that too. (laughs) I actually want to learn some of the Waldorf techniques, especially the art techniques from the very beginning. So I will be pulling what is inspiring from Oak Meadow while I'm also using Blossom and Root. But before I get into Blossom and Root, I wanted to share the other Waldorf curriculum that I used with the first set of kiddos, and that was live education. Live education is like pure Waldorf, in my opinion. They are so pure Waldorf that I knew of some teachers who actually bought the live education curriculum and used it in their classroom. So that was where the ancient Rome studies came into play. And it was just so beautiful and inspiring and such interesting information. It's really presented in a very beautiful way, very non-traditional and what I was raised with but so informative, so inspiring. And I really appreciated the fact that they offer kind of mandatory support. Like before I could buy the curriculum, they asked for a phone consultation so that they, I understood what I was getting and that I understood that I had support if I ever needed to reach out and do it. And I do remember me being on the road and a a furniture store, like an antique furniture store in outside of Vancouver and getting the phone call (laughs) at the scheduled time, um, and talking with this man and walking around the store and kind of explaining our unique situation that we weren't full-time homeschoolers. And these actually even weren't even my kids. And so I don't know what kind of support or whatnot that they could offer, And they were so flexible and so understanding and compassionate. And I just really appreciated that individualized attention and that detail. I 
wonder if they can, you know, keep up with demand now. I wouldn't put it past them. I think that a lot of curriculum companies are finding a way to meet the higher demands for sure. But I just know that live education is something that I'm absolutely going to keep in the back of my mind. Um, it's a tempting curriculum for sure. I, if someone handed it to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not use it or part of it because it really is beautiful and inspiring. So if you are looking for a Waldorf curriculum, Oak Meadow is my number one choice. I also super love live education for the purity of it. And then Christophorus is an interesting um, curriculum too. And it speaks to um, like my brain just thinks differently, I think. And I could see the benefit of that curriculum for different people. I'm sure that there are samples online that you can go check out too. And you'll see the big differences. They're all Waldorf philosophy based, but they are like night and day in presentation. So where we are now is first grade and kindergarten and pre-K. And I have my three girls. And then we also have a fourth little boy who is two and a half, who is with us quite a bit too. And he'll be starting his homeschool journey alongside of us. So it's very exciting. <laughs> it's, it's a very exciting time. And lots of the littles and, and lots of the older ones moving into more interest-based learning while also following more demanding curricula. And then the younger ones kind of tagging along and showing up when they can and also throwing things when they can't. <laughs> so for curriculum, I really thought that I could write my own when my oldest was little and we were first getting started. And I thought, yeah, you know, I have all these degrees. I should totally put them to use. This is what they're for. Yada, yada. Nope, nope, nope. I could do it. I don't want to. I just want to show up and enjoy my kids. And Blossom and Root was the perfect solution for us. That is what we currently use. That's what I pull from for all of the grade levels, including the two-year-old, because they actually offer preschool curricula. And it's interesting because a lot of people think that preschoolers should just play. And then there are those of us who are home with our kids or who intend to homeschool or working from home. And we just want to engage with our kids more, but we don't want the exhausting task of constantly coming up with pin worthy or Instagram shiny activities to do with our kids. You know, we want to enrich them. We want to help them with their literacy development. We want to have sensory play, but we also just don't want to constantly try to create Pinterest stuff. So there's a balance and I got exhausted and burnt out from trying to create my own. And when I found Blossom and Root, I knew that it was a good fit for us. I know that there are diehards out there who are just like, let them play, let them play, let them play. I really wanted to do more than that. I really wanted to start my journey as the homeschool teacher, because these were my kids and we were starting at the younger grades and I was trying to figure a lot of things out still. And I did. And Blossom and Root helped me through that. I really felt like my hand was held and my heart was encouraged with the ideas and the connection. And I got introduced to Charlotte Mason philosophy that way. I started down my nature-based curriculum journey, which is, that's it for me. And to the point that just last week, I 
produced episode 50 and it's about nature-based motherhood and how that curriculum inspired me to carry that nature-based idea over into my motherhood journey and how much it's helped me. So Blossom and Root is just awesome. I love it for the preschool level. Kindergarten was a blast. Oh my gosh just so fun. And then first grade has a fairy tale focus and I can hardly wait. I've got big ideas about what I really am hoping that looks like for us. And then I also know that my girls, because they're so into stories and acting things out and really just making all these different connections when it comes to tales and stories and poems in general, that they're really going to thrive using this. So I am going to use the first grade curriculum for both of my older girls who are six and five, because the now five-year-old basically followed along with the kindergarten curriculum with her sister and could keep up really well. They just produced at different levels and they made connections at different levels, but they're going to do that anyway, because they're individuals, right? So I think we're going to focus more on the first grade but also make adaptations to include the younger sister, even though they're only 21 months apart. I just always try to keep that in mind when I'm using curriculum, um, that they are individuals and I need to just keep my expectations in check. And by that, I mean age appropriateness, what's developmentally appropriate, what's grade level appropriate, things like that. But that's another reason I love curriculum is that I don't have to think about that. And it's, it's been awesome. I will say we do have a sprinkling in of unschooling or interest-based learning a lot of the time. And there is no curriculum for that. I also own Brave Writer um, by Julie Bogart, which will be the next episode coming out today as well. Julie's awesome. I love her language arts philosophies. Oh my gosh. It's just amazing. And then her jot it down curriculum instructions will really blend nicely with blossom and roots first grade fairy tale focus. And it's real, it served me really well in the kindergarten years and the preschool years. And it just, it's, she's going to blow you away. I hope that you enjoy her episode too. In fact, I know you will. I also bring in wild math because I love the concepts behind it. It gives me ideas of how I can present math in nature. And when we're out and about, like we're at the beach or we're just in our own yard and we can do all of these super interesting activities that translate then into math concepts. It's all connected, all of it. And so we can use leaves and sticks and rocks and all these cool things that we already see in nature and are already interacting with shells at the beach, rocks, coral, all of it and just bring it to life with these math concepts. So we really like wild math. And I'll be honest, I'm looking into math UC. I think that that philosophy is just very interesting. And I think that instead of sitting down and really focusing on it and powering through it, that we would almost do it as like entertainment. <laughs> And I know that sounds crazy to say, but I'm curious about relearning math from the very beginning and the way that it's presented and understanding its practical uses from even the preschool level. So I don't know, something's caught my eye with Matthew C. And I think I might uh, turn my head in that direction this year. I may or may not have it 
to the first two levels in my cart and a browser right now. <laughs> Gosh, I'm trying to think if there's other curriculum that I've used. I'm, I'm sure of it. I have lots of unit studies thrown into, like I have beautiful nature journaling ones that I printed out and, and how to teach cursive and, and things like that. So I've also laid eyes on, you know, teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons and I have tons of friends who swear by that. It didn't really speak to me with one of my children, but it might with another. So it's one that I keep in mind in the background. So you can see how this question about curriculum and people are like, you really want <laughs> you really want me to give you a quick answer when it comes to curriculum? Uh, it's hard. It's really hard because there are so many options. But I really think that narrowing down your homeschool style um, and finding out more about that will help narrow down your choices for sure. And that's what led me to Blossom and Root. Uh, I appreciate that it's secular, um, that it's nature-based, that it's Charlotte Mason inspired. And we are so motivated and engaged and connected with every lesson that is presented to us and all of the stories that are presented that we end up spiraling off into this deep dive <laughs> into basically every lesson that's presented. <laughs> It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So we end up moving at a much slower pace than the weeks are laid out, but um, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. The next question I'm asking guests is what surprised you most about homeschool? And I think for me, the answer is how much I would enjoy it and how much time it would give me to pursue my own interests too. I feel like I am learning alongside of my children in ways that I never thought possible. I am reading so many books and not just books out loud to my kids, but books for me, books about education, books about different things that I've just been interested in. And it's like, I've given myself permission to study things that I'm actually interested in. So I set goals for myself, like planting the dahlias. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you'll know that two of my goals this year, the pat in the past year were to learn how to make sourdough bread, and then also to grow dahlias, because I really think sourdough is delicious. And dahlias are beautiful. And I was buying them from other people. And I thought, you know what, I should really dive in and learn how to make them myself and grow them myself. And so I did. And that took some research and that took questioning and connecting with other people and reading and buying, um, you know, the tubers way in advance and really seeing this through the follow through that I had to have in order to make it come true. And, and now I've got dahlias and sourdough starter in my fridge, including a sourdough starter that I killed, <laughs> but lesson learned, right? I think that's another thing that surprised me too, is that I don't feel like things are failures anymore. I see them through the lens of homeschool and that they're just learning opportunities and we're constantly learning and we're lifelong learners and homeschooling my kids has really allowed me to step into that truth about myself that I am indeed a lifelong learner. And I need to embrace that. And if there's things I'm interested in, then I need to pursue those. And the win-win in that situation is one, it fills my cup and I feel like I have time for myself. I make time for myself because it, I value it. It feels important to me and I know that I'm worth it. And then even if I am having a, 
low self-worth day or something like that and can't seem to justify it for anything, I know that me sitting down and reading about something that I'm interested in is modeling lifelong learning and curiosity and a love of learning for my kids. So if I have to default to that um, secondary benefit, then I do. And I still sit down and read and I'm a better mom for it, a better person, and I'm just happier. And I didn't know that this decision to homeschool would lead to a happier mom life for me. But I, I love that that has been the byproduct of this too. It really feels like my education has come full circle and I don't need degrees to prove anything really. You know, I'm, I'm more interested in sitting down and reading about medicinal herbs at this point. I, I think they're beautiful and interesting. And I want to know more about how flowers and plants and trees interact with and benefit the human body. It's fascinating to me. And so now I make sure to take some time to not only gather the books about it, but then to sit down and read them too. And it's been a beautiful learning journey. And even now my kids are interested in the books too, and start opening them up and asking me questions about them. And it's been another opportunity for connection. So yeah, I think that's the thing that surprised me the most is how much I would learn and give myself permission to learn alongside my kids. Tell us about a favorite or a memorable homeschool moment. Gosh, there are so many but I'll tell you the one from today. So this afternoon, it's Aloha Friday. It's midsummer, you know, on a Friday. And my kids didn't want to do the copy work that I put in front of them. Go figure. <laughs> like I didn't want to do copy work either, but it was like the next thing on the list of things to do. So I thought I'd give it a try and just push the one more thing. And if they didn't do it, we'd just move on with popsicles or something. So they didn't want to do it. And I'm sitting there on the carpet next to one of our homeschool bookshelves. And I'm trying to figure out what else we're going to do. You know, it's almost dinner time. It's summer. Did I mention it's Friday? Oh, hum, ho oh, hum. What are we going to do? And this book caught my eye and I decided to pick it up. It's called The Children's Forest. And it's about exploring nature with children and these different ideas. And it's, it's good. It's, it aligns with where we are and what we're learning and whatnot. And I just figured I'd look up August because it's going to be August. And I open it up and there's this entire Irish midsummer celebration that begins on August 1st on or around August 1st called Lunasa. I feel like I'm probably butchering that, but it's Lou is the main character from this Irish myth. And I ended up reading the story and then they have all these activities, games, crafts, food, all of this stuff in this book of ways to celebrate this. And next thing you know, I'm reading aloud. I'm super animated. The kids are totally hooked. I mean, minus the toddlers, they did start throwing things halfway through, but 
we learned so much and the language was so rich and the story was so compelling and it was, you know, slightly dangerous with the warriors and the throwing of spears and things like that. And it just had just enough adventure to keep us super interested. And at the end of it, the kids wanted to know so much more. And then there in this book was so much more. And then the next thing, you know, um, my best friend rolls up with this, um, game in the back of her car that basically coincides with the throwing of the spear activity from the book. And it just like everything aligned when I made room for pivoting and being flexible and kind of going with the energy of the time. And then also having that nature-based element and bringing in the seasons and knowing that that's something that I want to continue to do. And even though this is a wonky time it really struck me that I wanted August to be meaningful and I knew it would be because of the series. And I knew it would be because it's kind of the transition time into our next grade levels for our own homeschool. But I really felt like summer was starting to slip away and I wanted to know where we were in summer, according to books, according to calendars, all of this, and really feel grounded in this changeover into August. And there it was. And then all of these elements fell into place. And now we basically are going to spend the whole weekend celebrating this midsummer point and doing all these crafts and games and activities and talking about this Irish myth that we'd never heard of before and the characters from it. And, you know, they're tongue twisters and we're really stretching ourselves and we're doing it together. And so that's those kind of moments happen in homeschool, not always, but a lot and enough to keep us like, wow, a lot of the time. So honestly, that's one of my recent favorites was, was just today. The other question I asked was, what does homeschool community look like for you and your family? So I'm a part of Wild and Free. Um, they are a wonderful homeschool support group they're amazing. It's international, but then there are local groups um, that get together and meet up. So we are a part of that. The day and time don't always line up for us here for the Maui one, but we have sisters in that group. You know, we have moms that get it, that understand that we're always excited to see when we get together. I ran mom's groups for years and then our oldest, you know, our oldest kids, gosh, they were all babies on blankets when they got started. And we just kept meeting every week, once a week, and then it moved into twice a week and we had a pretty good thing going. And even though things had started to kind of transition into some of the older kids went into kindergarten and public school, some of them are private school, some of them are homeschooled and things started to slide and shift a little bit. And it's like the mom's group kind of sort of started turning into more of a homeschool group because those were the kids that were available to play. So we were until this spring getting together two or three times a week and just adventuring together and having fun and playing. So for me, I'm not really a co-op kind of girl. 
when I get together, I want to decompress. And I know that my kids want that too. They just want to play. They don't want to sit down and, you know, be taught a very formal lesson. They just want to hang out with their friends and I don't blame them. So we tried to do that two to three times a week. It ended up being more like four and five times a week sometimes, just because we enjoy our community, our small community so much. And there's so many places we can go even on an island and be together together and an adventure together and figure things out together. So that's what community looks like for me is a lot of accounts that I follow on Instagram and being part of that community, um, contributing to wild and free, and then just also being so encouraged by it and all of their resources and their monthly bundles. And then the in-person meetups too, just really, really, really make a big difference and bring a lot of joy and positivity into our family and our homeschool journey. And the last question I asked is, what is your favorite homeschool support resource? And I have to say, hands down, I can't pick one. (laughs) I love wild and free. I really, really, really do. I just, I feel like these are my people and they get it. I feel so understood with everything that it is they offer. And that feels really good. Um, I also love Ainsley Arment, the founder of Wild and Free. I love her book, The Call of the Wild and Free. Um, I'll actually be giving away a copy of that over on Instagram. I'm just going to send someone a copy, a winner a copy, because it is an amazing resource, an amazing book. And then my other favorite uh, homeschool resource is also Julie Bogart's The Brave Learner her book, really the combo of those two, the call of the wild and free, and then the brave learner, man, those two books together, oh, they just spark a fire inside of me. I feel understood. I feel motivated. I feel inspired and they shifted my mindset and also my heart into a really good space where I can connect with my children and connect with my why Yeah, I just feel really supported and encouraged by both of those books and then also the Wild and Free organization. I am also asking my guests to offer out one bit of advice to calm the hearts of the moms who are new and nervous right now. And I just want to offer out to you, mamas, that you've got this you can do this. And no, I'm not feeding you a line. And no, it's not me sitting here on this, the other side of the microphone and you're on the other side of the speaker. And I'm just telling you this because I want you to feel encouraged. I'm telling you this because I know that you are enough. You are a mom and moms were made for hard things. And this is a hard thing and we are doing it. We aren't sitting around and waiting for the schools to tell us what it is we need to do. We're not putting our lives on hold. We're moving forward every single day. We're showing up every single day. We are doing the hard work right now. And what we're looking for on top of that hard work is the joy, is the connection, is figuring out our whys. It's it's the support. It's the sisterhood. We're looking for the branches of the tree. We've got the trunk. We are solid. And now, now it's like we are growing and changing and shifting. And we are these big, beautiful, solid trees and we can do it. 
because we already are. You're already doing it. You're already enough. You know what's best for your child. You know what's in your heart. You know that you can do this. It's scary. I get it. Wow, do I get it. There are some days I wake up and I'm a little bit scared. (laughs) But we show up and we do it. We do it anyway. We're doing it anyway. And it's okay to give ourselves credit for the good work that we're already doing. And it's okay to grow and learn and change and figure it out as we go along because that's what we're all doing every day anyway. So let's do it together. Let's be enough together. Let's remind each other of our strength. You've got this. We've got this. We can do it. We are doing it. We are doing it. So try to keep that in mind as you're listening to these incredible women who are going to be speaking into your life twice a week as we get started on this journey. That's my, that's my whole support plan with this month is that I want to be the positivity. They want to be the positivity speaking into your ears and your heart and your mind while you're getting started with this homeschool journey. So I'm so excited you're here. I'm so grateful. Please take advantage of all the offers and discounts and giveaways and resources and all of the podcasts, share them enjoy them and know that you are super, super, super loved and supported on this journey. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for homeschooling beside me. Thank you for all of your support and your encouragement. Know that I am, I hope you can feel me reflecting it right back at you because I feel it from you. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you, mama. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration, or maybe a little of both. If you liked today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.